facts. Hello, Lagos. I am Sandra Ezequesteli, and these are your hard facts. Living in the digital age means you are bombarded with information. The federal government is asking Lagosians to believe. Speaker of the House, Femi Bajab, is getting harder and harder to find the truth in the disinformation. Or to put today's headlines into context. One of us just shot me, Sandra, on my reach. That's why I'm here. I ask the tough questions that get to the root of things. The previous election um, had um, allegations of rigging. Nobody has been able to prove that 2018 elections were rigged. I tell you the history behind the news. I need to take you back. I need to give you a bit of history. Now, Zimbabwe got its independence. I cut through the spin and show you the facts. No, I will, I will let you talk. Coyote, Coyote, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Coyote. There's a reason why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. 570,000 of 630,000 people listen to Hard Facts. They know what they're looking for. I'm Sandra Ezekwesteli and these are your Hard Facts. Three o'clock, yeah, three. Yes, and I'm Sandra Ezekosli. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. These are your hard facts. So remember last week, no, this week actually, um, a few days ago here on Hard Facts, we talked about um, Chidima Joko and Chima Nepe, the young people who were killed by a container that fell off a truck. Remember, right? Um, yesterday, Governor Songolu put out a statement saying that the government is responsible for their deaths. Here's what he tweeted, quote, their deaths are totally avoidable and we take responsibility for this sad incident. The onus is now on us to enforce stricter and more stringent laws in order to put a total stop to these types of unfortunate incidents. The heat of the sun will not be an excuse for the irate tempers and impatience of trailer, container and truck drivers on our roads. We will deploy security forces as cooling aids. It is very sad that these young people died in their prime due to no fault of theirs. I deeply sympathize with the families and I pray that God grants them strength during this period. I've also charged the Commissioner of Police to ensure a thorough investigation and instructed the Attorney General to lead the prosecution of this case and ensure that justice is served appropriately and swiftly. End quote. I saw that yesterday and I think this is the first time in my life that I have ever heard an elected Nigerian official take responsibility for the death of Nigerians even though they were not directly killed by government. This is the first time I've seen this. Governor Sowalu is basically saying if government had done its job that trailer wouldn't have been carrying a container without latching it or driving recklessly and these young people will still be alive. And he's now saying that government will do better. Now, I'm curious to hear what he's going to say about this young woman who was crushed to death by a tanker um, yesterday. Or was it this morning? This morning. And that one was caused by pothole on a road around the barracks. That one, you can even say, is government's direct fault. Because if they'd fixed the road, perhaps the accident wouldn't have happened. I do like that the government is taking responsibility. And taking responsibility is always the right first step. So we're going to see what comes next. But for all 630,000 of you, what comes next is the Big Three Global Edition. On Fridays, we allow Nigeria to rest and we talk about big stories coming out of the rest of the world. Our first story is the horrible explosion in Lebanon. Then we're going to talk about some of the big success stories coming out of Africa this week. I told you that we're going to be doing this every week, right? Because there are amazing things happening in Africa. And so we're going to look at them. We're going to celebrate them on our global um, day. Now, we also will talk about the U.S. government giving TikTok 45 days to sell its American operation. That's a story you want to pay attention to. I'll tell you why. Now, remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. You can also talk to us on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. After um, we bring you Big 3 Global Edition, we're going to bring you um, Public Square. 
Agogo is going to be right here with Ayobe and hopefully Rotimi Sankare and they'll take you through important issues on Public Square. We'll wrap up as always with music and moments with Ifangi and Sam. There's news updates at the top of every hour. We've got just a minute coming up so you don't want to miss when it happens. It's not happening right now. So if you're going to call me and ask me, I want to play just a minute, please don't call. We're not playing just a minute right now. We're not playing it in the next 30 minutes or 40 or 50 or 55 minutes. So please don't call for just a minute. All right? Aha. Uh-huh. Now let's get right into uh, Big 3 Global Edition. The Big 3 Global Edition on Hard Facts. How did almost 3,000 tons of explosive remain in a port warehouse for six years? What's the best story out of Africa this week? You're going to be the judge of that. And should America break up TikTok? This is the Big Three Global Edition. Let's get into the stories. Six years and eight months. That's how long that ammonium nitrate was sitting in Beirut. And that's our first story. If you haven't heard, Lebanon is still reeling from the blast at the port. The physical tremors have ended, but the social aftershocks are still shaking the nation. Yesterday, protesters stormed the streets of Beirut. They want the government to resign. Some of them clashed with police, stones versus tear gas. And this is not new in Beirut, of course. They've seen lots and lots of protests in the past few months. Lots of Lebanese people are unhappy with how the government is handling COVID-19 and the economy. And here's the irony of this story. This blast, eh, it just made both things worse. Because hospitals were already struggling before this blast. There wasn't enough bed space because of COVID-19. There wasn't enough forex to buy medical supplies. And now there are thousands of wounded in Beirut who need the hospitals. So they're even more crowded than before. Plus, lots of hospitals got damaged by the blast. When it rains, it pours. And then there's the economy. The government was already in serious debt. They were already in serious, serious debt. Debt is 150% of their GDP. But government's revenue is only 15% of GDP. That means that if government were to use all their revenue to pay back their debt, it will take them 10 years just to pay back the principal without interest. So basically, Lebanon is broke. And now this explosion hits and they're estimating that they're going to need about $15 billion to rebuild. That's almost $7 trillion. Uh, $7 trillion naira, sorry. That's almost Nigeria's federal budget for one year. So yeah, this could not have come at a worse time for Lebanon. And then you now think, think about how this kind of thing happened. A lot of Lebanese people are saying that it's a, it's a perfect... It's a perfect story of the dysfunction in the country. Back in 2013, a Russian ship was carrying this ammonium nitrate from Georgia to Mozambique. Along the way, the ship stopped in Beirut to pick up some equipment for delivery. But then it developed mechanical problems. The Lebanese authorities inspected it and decided that this ship was not seaworthy. So they stopped it from leaving the port. And this thing happened in November 2013. Now, that ship was racking up a bill at the port. The owner refused to pay that bill and abandoned it. Meanwhile, some of the crew were detained on the ship for months with the ammonium nitrate. Eventually, in 2014, a Beirut judge saw the, the crew and uh, said they should be uh, released. And the ammonium uh, nitrate should be moved to a warehouse until it can be auctioned so that the government can collect its bill. But it never got auctioned. It was never auctioned. It remained in that warehouse year after year. 
Meanwhile, the DG of Customs and the GM of the port kept reminding the courts about the explosives, kept asking for help to get rid of the explosive. They wrote reminders after reminders at least six times between 2014 and 2017. No response. And then finally, the worst happened. In this kind of story, who should be held responsible for this? By the way, countries in the Middle East and the West have been promising support to Lebanon. America has already promised them um, $17 million. President Macron of France visited Beirut with a cargo of supplies. Iran and Israel are offering aid as well. The World Health Organization is also trying to raise uh, $15 million for medical intervention. So basically, the world is rallying around Lebanon. What do you think about this story? When it broke, um, by the way, we're showing you footage of the explosion on our live stream on Facebook and YouTube. When this story broke, the day it broke, uh, for, for a lot of Lagosians, what it reminded them of was the um, Ikeja cantonment explosion. For a lot of Lagosians, that's, that's what it felt like. What do you think of this story, Lagos? Who do you think is responsible in this story? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. These people now have over 300,000 people rendered homeless as a result of this blast. This, is, this thing that happened in Lebanon is actually one of the most powerful explosions in the world. So, like, it's, it's been ranked as one of the top five most powerful explosions in the world. You have Hiroshima that happened in 1945. You have Nagasaki that happened um, in 1945. And now Beirut is number three on that list. Before you talk about Halifax and Texas City. That's how big this thing was. Up first is Ruben in Yaba. Hello, Ruben. Thanks for calling us. Ruben, yeah, thanks for afternoon. calling. Good afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very sad about what happened in 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 the in Lebanon. I've been hearing the news: over 150 people dead or so. Hmm. Is is one that is great, but you know, this this is this international this is international version of uh, at first, right? Yes. Yeah, and see, there's a, there's there's a problem here. I want to blame Russia. Ah, okay. I want to blame Russia here because, see, there's one thing about international politics that we don't know. U.S. and Russia are powerful countries. And whenever, whatever, their vessels is passing through your, this thing, don't even question, don't even make too much noise. Just let them pass. Okay? Okay. Because I am very, very sure there's a, there was a, there is a, there is a construction conspiracy to make sure that the people, the, the people do not pay the fine. And make sure that maybe somewhere along the line, Lebanon will release the maybe sometime Lebanon, Lebanon. Because look at the, this thing. Look at our own uh, Ajakuta steel company. It was built by Russia. But since they have been built, even American companies could not touch it. Indians came and they only they, 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 they only danced around it. They did nothing. Because it's a Russian technology. American technology is not touched by Russia. Russia technology is not touched by America. So everybody is, is respecting their distance. So now that they've destroyed the ammonium nitrate, how will Russians get their money back? Whoa, that's on Lebanon. They have, they have suffered it. Yeah. I am very, very sure Russia would have told them, release the ship, let it go to where it's going to. Yeah. And they were using the court order to, to stop it, hoping that they would get money from 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 Russia. And who, who does that in this in this kind of in, in, in this in, in this kind of um, international politics? You don't do that. All right, Ruben, that is the wildest theory I have heard in a long time. And you people dish me with a lot of wild theories on this show. So okay, zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. WhatsApp is oh eight oh nine five nine seven five eight oh five oh eight oh nine five nine seven five eight oh five. Uh we've got more callers. Hello ninety nine point three. Hello, good afternoon, Sir Andrew. Good afternoon, what's your name? I'm a first-time caller on your show. Oh, great. What's your name? Uh, Archie from Alimusha. Welcome, Archie. Yeah, thank you. 
look, this issue is uh, or rather this disaster that Lebanon has just experienced mm. is, for me it's a clear government it's all the government institutions in Lebanon that have made this or brought this upon their own citizens mm. of all the customs refused to release the ammonium nitrate or um, letters written to the judiciary obviously mm. in fact some form of uh, but hey, nothing happened. Uh, we see world over that governments are beginning to fail the people. And frankly, I personally am running out of ideas of how governments can become better. Because it's more like they, um, they've become more self-serving. Hmm. And having the interest of the people first, hmm. which is why they were even voted in in the first place. Hmm. So the, the government officials had a lot to to, to uh, answer for. Uh, I saw the video clip where the uh, was it the president of the prime minister was almost in tears. Oh, that's the oh, governor. That was, that was the right? governor. That was the governor the who governor, was crying. Yeah. yeah. For me, that's crocodile tears, because I'm sure he's aware of, you know, all of the letters that have been uh, sent to the courts to release those things. Hmm. But they never took interest in it. And of course, when you have something explosive uh, seated in one place for a very long time, you're, you're practically sitting on a time bomb, you know, that is eventually going to explode. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, time bomb exploded. Actually, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. We hope you call us again. Steve is in uh, Alimosho. Hello, Steve. Yeah, uh, this, this really showed the high level of corruption in Lebanon. Okay. If they have the, the, the masses at heart, hmm. they wouldn't have kept that in there for, just, I would say, seven years. Six years and eight months. It's seven years. Mm-hmm. I pray such don't happen in Nigeria. Look at the one that happened in uh, Ikeja that you refer to. Mm. We, every time we pass here, we see how the, the, the mass grave is there. And Lebanon, they, they, fight, they, almost, they have almost fight every nation around them, even Israel. It's a lesson on them. I hope they will learn a lesson from this. Let's hope they learn. Well, the people are not letting the, uh, the government get away with it. The people are protesting. The people are very angry. You need to just get on social media and you see all the anger being directed at government. And the people, like I said, have been angry for a long, long time. The anger nobody today is start, right? Because um, they've been dealing with a terrible economy for a while and they were not handling COVID-19 properly. And now you now come and add this extra sand inside the Gary Waste full inside already so it was it, it, it's it's the perfect storm if you like anderson is also a first-time caller he's in maryland anderson thanks for calling us today afternoon sandra afternoon uh, this uh, anderson calling from maryland yes you know i'm not very surprised uh, by what is happening in lebanon okay you know that that is what usually happened to fail state you know, since the end of the war, the civil war in Lebanon, hmm. they have never been a normal country. Just imagine a country with two armies. One official army under the tutelage of Syria and one private army, the, Hez- the, the Hezbollah. So when you have this kind of country, where you have private army more equipped than even the, the normal army. So at the end of the day, you don't even know who controls the country. So they have always have that kind of problem. The the, the the central government is very, very fragile. So they don't even have control over anything. And you remember that this guy who is there, he has been having problems since the death of Rashid hmm. So he's not even supported. The government is completely disconnected from the people. Hmm. So this kind of thing is bound to happen. 
So that's just what I have to say. Thank you, Anderson, for calling to say it. It is quite the thing. Uh, you can keep calling 0700-993-993-993. But I want to go to WhatsApp and see the comments we've got there. Hello, Sandra. I will blame the Lebanon government for this. They let what they will gain from this totally ruin them. I hope other countries with massive ports can learn. Example, Apapa Port and Co. David from Abiyokuta says, David, long time no here. I'm glad you sent us a message today. We've got uh, somebody who says the blame should be upon the Lebanese legal team that refused to grant the customer service to eradicate the ammonium nitrate. Government officials too should be involved because they should be aware that letters are being sent to court for the removal of this dangerous substance. The king of rubbish can't happen. This kind of rubbish can't happen with Trump's government. Obeide Nduka says. Obeide, thank you for sending your message in. Hi, Sandra. Um, okay. Thank you for distracting me. We've got somebody who says, what actually happened in Lebanon is typical uh, is, is typical failure of government and institutions. Uh, also corruption. Now the damage is done. Innocent souls paid the price. Nigeria, learn. Akimumi Akintayo from Akonjo says. Uh, also on WhatsApp, my heart goes out to the Lebanese people. Watching it on social media is really mind-boggling. Like Lebanon, like Nigeria, corrupt politicians everywhere chicken akuti says do you hear my Igbo accent just come out corrupt politicians hey sandra oh jesus anyways our second story is our weekly roundup of good news from africa can anything good come out of nazareth yes Yes, yes, indeed, it can. Let's talk about it. Charity begins at home. So I'm going to start with Nigeria. INEC is launching live online publishing of polls uh, from a polling unit. From now on, whenever a polling unit finishes counting its results in a Nigerian election, INEC will post the result on their web portal. This will count as an official announcement that can be broadcast by media houses like me. But there's a caveat. INEC says that this is not electronic collation. They say it's not electronic collation because they won't actually add up the results from different polling units online. They will leave each polling unit result separate. That's because according to them, by law, collation can only be done manually at the collation center. So that means INEC can electronically publish the result from every polling unit in my ward, but they cannot publish a ward result by adding them up until the collation center does so. So these uh, online results are to help you keep track at home and challenge the collation center if there's any mago mago. So progress, huh? Right? I mean, anything we can do to improve elections in Nigeria is a win, I think. Did you see the pictures from the Nigeria Medical Association election in Enugu this week? They fought themselves. You've seen those videos, right? They fought themselves. People were bleeding. Ballot papers were all over the floor. And these are doctors. They injured themselves with weapons. Doctors. Why? Because some of them were trying to rig elections. Doctors or doctors. But okay. Uh-uh. Back to good news. Good news, Sandra. Good news only. Good news. Good news. Uh-huh. Our next good news is still from Nigeria. This time is Lagos State. I told you yesterday about the LSC, um, LSETF bringing back the Ideas Hub program. That's the Lagos State Employment Trust Fund. Idea Hub is a scheme to find tech startups and give them access to office space, internet, mentorship, networking, other resources that they're going to need to bring their products to market. The idea is to help our tech industry to grow so that they can create more jobs and turn Lagos into a true Silicon Valley for Africa. And we're going to keep our eye on that story and we'll see how it goes. Still in Nigeria, but let's move from software to manufacturing, Pan Nigeria Limited is going to start producing Haiga vans and ambulances. I think that's pronounced Haija. 
Hijia vans and ambulances. That's because they've signed a partnership with Hijia Company of China. So more buses, more ambulances that are made in Nigeria without need to import, more ambulances, more manufacturing jobs. Hallelujah. And I have another good car story, by the way, down the road in Ghana. They just unveiled their first ever uh, Volkswagen uh, uh, car assembled in Ghana. The VW factory that they started building in 2018, uh that one, it has finally come online. Production has started in Ghana. Remember how the Attorney General accused Magu of manipulating auctions of seized property? Now, Rwanda now has an answer to that. On Wednesday, they launched a new online uh, public auction system. And with this system, you can bid for seized property from anywhere in the world. And the bids are all published online in real time for transparency. And here's how it works. Let's say that government seizes my car. I was on my way into work today and VIO stopped me on the road in Victoria Island. You know how there's a, diff- there's a, there's a way you drive when all your papers are complete. Like, there's an attitude you have when you know that this will end on nothing on me. <laughs> so that's how I was driving. That's when the guy waved me down. I just, you know, drove with one hand and stopped. Yes, good evening, sir. How are you? Say, madam, where's your driver's license? I just brought it out. Give it to him. Madam, what up for your other car papers? I was like, oh, which one? He said, just bring it. And I put my hand in my glove compartment, brought it out, gave him quick. He didn't even look at it. He just said, this one, he'd be like, say, oh, I'll pay back complete. So he just gave me back everything. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, back to the story. Pretend they seize my car. Government seizes my car because I chopped NDDC money. Hmm? And they decide to auction that car. They'll put that car, they'll put pictures of that car online and they'll set a basic price. Anybody who is registered on the website can now register a bid that, it at, that, that is at least that price. But for the bid to be valid, they have to pay a deposit of 5% of that bid. So if later on, they win the auction, but they refuse to pay, government justice is that 5%. So everybody bids secretly. And then six hours before the auction, the website will make public the bids. Everybody in the world will be able to see who is bidding and how much they're bidding. And then the bidders take it from there until there's a winner. So now in Rwanda, if you want to buy government property or you want to buy seized property, you have to let everybody know who you are and everybody will know how much government is receiving. Transparency. Now, while Rwanda is using tech to fight corruption, Kenya is using telecoms to fight COVID-19. A phone company in in Kenya, Safaricom, is giving free airtime and mobile data to all government-registered medical workers. Government gave them the list of all the doctors, all the nurses, all the orderlies, and the company is giving them free service so that they can communicate with each other properly to fight COVID-19. And look, that's a big, big move because we all know how much airtime can be such a serious constraint when you're trying to get work done. So Africa is doing things. These are some of the best stories that I saw in Africa this week. And I want to, I want to find out which one made you smile the most. Which, which of these stories was the best? What's the best story out of Africa this week for you? Was it LSETF's Idea Hub? Is it INEX Electronic uh, Posting of Polling Unit Results? Is it the car manufacturing in Nigeria and Ghana? How about Rwanda's online auction service? Or Kenya's free airtime for medical workers? Which of these stories is the best story out of Africa this week? 0700-993-993-993. WhatsApp is 080-959-75825. 080-959-75825. That's for WhatsApp. But uh, you can call into the live studio 0700-993-993-993. And yes, you can still talk about the Lebanese explosion. Quite the terrible story there. I'm still asking who you think should be held responsible for that particular problem. Richard is in Lekki. Hello. Hello, Richard. Yeah, President Sarah. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, good work for Africa. Africa, here we come. I can speak to, for, for, for the Nigeria uh, aspect of it. Mm. You understand? 
So at least that would that will create more, you know, jobs. I, I can't wait. I can't just wait. Good one. In fact, this is one of the, I mean, this, 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 this is what I want to be hearing all mm. over Nigeria. A good news. Ah, we are tired of uh, today, Fabio, tomorrow, Basetti, uh, tomorrow, Buari. Please, Sandra, please. This was want to hear every day. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> bless you as well. Thank you for calling me, Richard. Hello. Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? God bless you. This is Godwin from Ogusei. Olu, welcome. Go ahead. Godwin from Ogusei. Oh, Godwin, welcome. Yeah, yes, I'm very happy for this. Uh, I'm here in Akosai Nenek. Hmm. Because uh, I was saying it yesterday on this program that if our president leaves the seat now, he has to leave a good legacy for his children. And also the INEC chairman. That anything Akosai election in this country, they should not listen to anybody that wants to rig a game. So I'm very happy for the club. I know they, they are trying now. So I'm still using this video now to apologize to the INEC chairman that he should do a good job now so that when he leaves that seat, people will use that to respect him. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling us, Godwin, in Ogun State. Uh, you can also share your thoughts on Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. And of course, on WhatsApp, WhatsApp is 080 959 Sandra, this one, Abracadabra. They show you one electronic result and manually count 1, 2, 3, 4, 20, 1,000 and suddenly 1 million votes. Until it works, I won't believe it, Jaw. Cosmos from Ecotton says. All right, Cosmos, oh, you of little faith. We've got Ezekiel on the line. Hello, Ezekiel in Festac. How are you? Good afternoon, Joyce. Sandra, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. My... <laughs> Hello? Rwanda. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, now we can. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Take the story from Rwanda. Okay. It's a wonderful one. The president of Kagame has been doing a great job. You know, the, the public schools is very, very nice. They close most private schools up. I just hope Nigerians are learning from this thing that the fellow Africans are doing. I mean, if 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 something similar to ESPC, these people can correct it this way. It means that our old men here, they don't even have much wisdom as they're supposed to, or should I say, corruptors as or as as brainwash them, or how should I put it? No, I don't understand. This, those are what countries like the neighbor, the, the neighboring country, the small country, we're supposed to be learning from us. But we, when we have crooks all over here, they do everything secretly. They never let the public to be aware of everything. We, at the end of the day, the, 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 we, we mess ourselves up. Look at all what happened in the FCC, between the FCC boss and the other, the other man. Huh? Well, it is. I just hope. But it just that we don't learn anything good from issues like this. I just hope for the best for us. All right, Ezekiel. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Idris Alabi is on the line. Hello, Idris. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Um, yesterday I played uh, just a minute, but I didn't give out my details. Okay, stay on the line so they'll collect your details. Hmm. We've got comments uh, here on WhatsApp. Uh, good afternoon, Sandra. My best story from Africa this week is the car manufacturing in Ghana and Nigeria, especially that of Ghana that kick-started already. We need more industries like this to pop up for job creation, Nduka from Iba says. Sandra, at least Nigeria has taken part this time around. Thank you, Nigeria Info, for keeping us updated always. Paul from Ikoyi says. Paul, thanks for sending your message in. Rwanda's option um, to use tech to fight corruption and the establishment of manufacturing cars in Nigeria will create job opportunities. Mm. Thanks for your message. I see that explosion in Beirut, Lebanon, as a proxy war between Hezbollah and Israel. The explosive material had been in that warehouse for years. Wasn't... um, 
the world are there all these years. Though I blame the authority for having it in store for years, but the fact remains it was a proxy war among the pa- parties mentioned above. Kuti Adewale says, Kuti is in Ogun State. All right, then. <laughs> We've got uh, Solomon Papa who says that this is a good move from INEC. All right, Lagos. Let's move on to our final story. TikTok and WeChat will be banned in America if by September 15th they're still owned by Chinese companies. That's President Trump's executive order. And that's our third story. Now, we've been following this battle between China and the U.S. and their tech companies for the last few weeks, right? And this is the most serious escalation so far. President Trump says he's not going to let um, TikTok and WeChat operate in America anymore if they remain Chinese-owned. Trump says both companies are sharing the data that they collect from American users with the Chinese government. But like you heard on our news at three, TikTok has come out to say an ally. TikTok doesn't share customer data with anybody. And Trump's accusations is baseless. Bear in mind, however, that India has also accused TikTok of the same thing. But this forced sale of a company, that one, eh? is a bit of new ground for America. We've seen it before in places like Nigeria, for instance. I mean, in the 70s, we nationalized a lot of foreign-owned companies, right? That's how BP, British Petroleum, became AP, African Petroleum, for example. But most of those companies were taken over by government itself. In this particular story, Trump is not saying that the U.S. government will take over TikTok and WeChat. He just wants them to sell um, the companies to American companies. Already, Microsoft is in talks to buy TikTok's American operations. And there was a bit of controversy because Trump said that the government should get a cut from the deal since he was the one that made it happen by putting pressure on TikTok. (laughs) That would be illegal. Government cannot use its power as a regulator to favor a company and get paid for it. Or the illegal. But be that as it may, there are serious, uh, uh, serious questions about what happens next. We've been talking about how a fragmentation of the internet appears to be happening, right? We've, we've talked about this for three weeks, I think. And this TikTok decision may accelerate it. Because what happens if other countries get the same idea? So suddenly, let's say that Russia decides that Facebook must sell its Russian operations to a Russian. Already we're seeing some of the American tech companies not very comfortable with what's happening here. But that's, that's te- tech people. The tech people are worried about their business. The national security people are saying that Trump may be going about this thing the wrong way. Even though they think that his concerns are very valid. Because what if TikTok is giving data to a foreign government? What if all these tech companies are loyal to their home governments and are being used as spies to collect very very serious information? A few years ago, there was a story about Fitbit. Do you remember? You remember? You know what Fitbit is, right? The thing you wear. Uh-huh. So the, uh, um, there was a story that came out about how these bands were tracking you. Because you know how Fitbit um, tracks your movement, tracks when you're exercising, tracks everywhere you go uh, to show how far you've jogged. The Fitbit company was able to discover secret U.S. military bases because soldiers at the bases were wearing their Fitbits. So if you are a president or you are a national security official, you have to be worried about the kinds of information that foreign software uh, and, and their companies are collecting and how they're sharing it and with whom they're sharing it with. But at the same time, if you just ban them or you force them to sell like Trump is trying to do or has done, you risk exposing your own software companies to the same fate. So the huge question is, what's the solution here? Where is the balance? Some analysts are suggesting that after these countries finish fighting, they have to sit down and agree to a set of data protection rules. Basically, they're going to have to come up with a framework that allows governments to monitor how a foreign tech company is collecting data and who they share that data with. 
But at the same time, the consumers have to be made aware of who and who is collecting their data. That's the entire basis of the GDPR in Europe, the General Data Protection Regulations. Basically, the analysts are hoping that after they finish fragmenting the internet, they're going to bring it back together and set up maybe a global GDPR system. Kind of like the UN. How optimistic are you about that outcome? If you just tuned in, by the way, this is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Every Friday at 3, we allow Nigeria and Nigerian stories to rest a bit and we look at big stories coming out of the rest of the world. And one of the biggest is this story with TikTok and WeChat uh, being banned in America if by September 15th they're still owned by Chinese companies. Trump signed an executive order making it so. What do you think about that decision that he made? Trump's decision to ban TikTok and WeChat if they don't sell. What do you think about that? Do you think the same thing can happen to American apps abroad now? So apps like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Do you think the same thing could happen to them? Do you think Trump has opened that door? Do you think there's a way to strike a balance between national security and internet commerce? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993-993. You can still talk to us about our first story where we brought you the explosion in Beirut. Six years and eight months, they had ammonium nitrate sitting in Beirut. Ammonium nitrate is, is well, as we've all seen, a very powerful explosive. And it's it's done it's done huge damage to Beirut. We've got Adana on the line, who's a first time caller. Adana, how are you? Hi, Sandy. Hi. My name is Adana. <laughs> <laughs> nice chatting with you, first yeah. time caller. Yes, I see that. Welcome. <laughs> okay, so I think what goes around comes around. Okay. Trump is just a ticking time bomb, if you ask me. So he's teaching every other person what to do, every other country. So if if he does it. Others will have to do the same thing too. Hmm. So what stops them from doing the same thing? So what's good for the goose is good for the gander too. Do you think there's so a do, do, you, do you think there's a way to balance national security with internet commerce? Uh, well, I'm not a guru on that. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> if that's the way it sounds to me. <laughs> responded to. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling us again. Right. I appreciate it. I, I do hope you call us again. 0700-993-993-993. We've got WhatsApp 080-959-75805. Somebody wants to find out um, how our children who did IT can cash into the Lagos State High Tech Programming um, do they have an office or telephone number or website? Yes, they do. They have a website. You can go to www.lagosinnovates.ng www.lagosinnovates.ng So on their website, there's lots of information about signing up and uh, the application process and all of that. On the LSETF website, they also have information there. All right. We've got Elo. Elo is in Satellite Town. Thanks for calling, Elo. Hi, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great job. Thank now, you. I want to talk about the Lebanese... Um, Explosion. Ruhaha, yeah, go which, ahead. Yeah, I want to blame the Lebanese government because uh, you said that the... I think the port manager has been writing letters concerning that uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing there. Mm-hmm. And they refused, probably because the government is uh, fragmented. Because there's a lot of problems here. Mm. The government was insensitive to the plight of people. Therefore, they refused to act on those letters. Six letters, and you didn't act. Is it now you are coming out to cry in public? People have died. This is, this is, this is an outrage. It is. It is an outrage, Sasha Sandra. It is. I saw a video of a lady mm. who. who was doing a her wedding. wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that that thing did not uh, kill her on that place. Yeah. Now you said it got the cargo was headed for Namibia, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Originally headed for Namibia. Mm-hmm. If God knows how that thing would have happened in Namibia because of our poor storage facilities in Africa, how we store such a kind of chemicals. 
If that thing had gotten to Namibia and they didn't store it well, what would have happened? Who does all these kind of transactions without taking adequate care? Now, we all, well, first of all, may the source of the departed rest in peace. Amen. Now, we also have a situation which is going to be far, far bigger than that in Satellite Town. We have tank farms of recent, we have gas tank farms in Satellite Town. Hmm. In a small community, residential area, you have, you have over 700 tankers coming into the community every day to load fuel. Now they've added gas tanks to load. You see the gas uh, containers, the gas trailers moving in and out of the community. Hmm. What will happen if there's an explosion in that, uh, that uh, tank farm area? You have a gas tank from yesterday. They launched it. I saw the government officials coming in there with their badders. They were happy. Uh, people called NPC officials. A single road where the tankers have to fight to pass that road. Hmm. They were happy. Insensitive to the plight of the satellite town residents. Mm-hmm. What if there is a mistake, Sandra? Mm-hmm. Who knows what will happen? This blast in Lebanon will be child's play compared to what will happen in Satellite Town. We pray you don't have to re- 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 report such in your radio stations to Nigeria. What not. will happen if there's an explosion? Mm. Please. These things are, are... These things are, are... I mean, the government officials are just so insensitive. Money over lives. Filthy looker over lives. It's terrible. Everybody should sit up, please. Also, concerning the vehicle assembly um, summit in Nigeria, in, uh, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nigeria uh, and Ghana uh, and uh, Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah. Meetings uh, innocent, innocent motors should have been uh, upgraded more, encouraged more, because uh, innocent is our own. I think the company coming in is a Chinese company, right? Coming in to do their setup here. We have uh, a local manufacturer, innocent motors, which should be encouraged more. So that they also can be encouraged to go to other countries to set up assembling plants. We should purchase our own, not encourage people to come here to set up their um, construction plants and um, put these vehicles together and sell to Nigerians. And also, Muslim is doing a very good job. They sell vehicles to the Nigerian army, high quality tech grade uh, uh, vehicles. So, these are local uh, things that can also create massive employment for our teaming use of unemployed. These things should be looked into too. Then also Kenya, I want to um, speak on Kenya. I'm mm. happy about what they did concerning the, uh, the health um, workers. Uh, the health workers, yeah. Mm. Very, very encouraging. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm. I love that. I'm not going to talk about Donald Trump because I see him as an irrational person. So um, that's that. <laughs> All right, hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling to talk about this. I'm sure you just annoyed all his supporters in Nigeria. We've got Godwin in Lekki. Hello, Godwin. Ah, Godwin isn't there anymore. Let's go to WhatsApp. On WhatsApp, lots of comments. Uh, Noni says, the bases, because of their sensitive nature, are not supposed to appear in public groups. It was down to Fitbit not to show them, even if the users on these bases made their activities public. The same thing has happened uh, with Strava as well. So it's not unique to these companies. Anywhere that um, there is military or security sensitive, they're going to be blurred or should not show up in any detail in a map. Yes, they shouldn't, but they were, which is why it got in the news at the time. Thank you, Noni, for sending your message in. I think America is at the losing end right now. If I'm the president of Nigeria, I will just accuse America of the same thing, and they should transfer to Nigerian investors. It would hurt them if Trump wouldn't stop to handle situations like a daskali he would be transferring world power to another country Iyanolua says all right thanks for sending your message in trump is not a fool this person says he's working with one of the best tech teams in the world so whatever he's saying is a direct opinion of his tech advisors he's on top of his game as the world largest economy china is doing everything to take over and as the president of the u.s he's making sure it does not happen during his tenure joshua from abute Mecha says Joshua, thanks for sending your message in. Uh, hello, Eva. Um, 
Okay. Hello, Sandra. <laughs> what caught my attention amongst the big stories is the innovative Lagos ICT hub. I see this as proactive because global trade and business engagements have gone digital. There's no sector of the economy and human endeavors that does not have e-presence. If well managed, I see Nigeria exporting skills and more advanced digital products to the rest of the world. Soji from Eloring says, wow, you're listening from Eloring? Good to have you on the show. Thank you for tuning in today and for getting in touch. Sandra, whatever Donald Trump says, he gets a flag. I cannot wait for him to win in November. Pat says. Pat, thank you for sending your message in. Uh, we've got uh, this person who says, I support Trump's order. In short, it should be totally banned. Chinese are dubious set of people. They use all these... Um, tech to steal vital national security information from countries. American intelligence sees more than we see here in Africa, Nduka from Iba says. Okay, let's see more messages here. Good afternoon, Sandra. It's such a pathetic story, that of Lebanon. Ammonium nitrate blast. Now, wow. For almost seven years and you didn't take action on that? Now, lives and properties have been lost. Paul from Ikorudu says, my God, like exactly, lives and properties. 300,000 people rendered home can you imagine that during COVID-19, during a pandemic, 300,000 people rendered homeless because government did not do what government was supposed to do. COVID-19 was already dealing with their hospitals. They were already overwhelmed. The hospitals were overwhelmed before the blast. Now, the blast took down some hospitals as well. And we also now have uh, uh, people who were injured, more than 3,000 people who were injured in the blast, who have to be at these hospitals to take treatment. Crazy stuff. All right, let's take one more call and then uh, switch gears. 99.3. Hello, uh, my name is Kenny, calling from Hungary. Hi, Kenny. Thanks for calling. Yes, um, from what happened to TikTok hmm. in, in America, mm-hmm. I think... Trump is trying to protect the citizens of America because, as we all know, China is a place where people can't really express themselves. China is a place where every company that comes out of China is practically run by the Chinese government. And no one is going to tell me that a a company run by the Chinese government will not give information to China. Hmm. So... Most times we have our own intelligence here in Nigeria and they seem not to be doing anything. Nobody protects anything in Nigeria. We have the DSS, we have the NIA. Nobody does anything. So let us leave Trump. That is America. Trump is ready to defend his people, protect his own people. And we in Nigeria should think of someone or look for someone that is ready to protect us as well. All right, and I then. think it's a good way to start. Let us think of how we can protect ourselves. And Trump is good doing well in America. America needs someone to change things the way it has been done before. And Trump, and that's what Trump is doing. Mm-hmm. And we need a president like that here that can think of Nigeria first before any other thing. Thank you very much, Sandra. Thank, thank you, Ken, for calling us. Uh, on Twitter, um, Taurid Oladere says that, that this is a good move from INEC. I hope they'll pursue it. I pray that it will not be audio. God bless Nigeria. Kudos to Nigeria Info FM. Thank you, Sandra. Hard facts, Nababa. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we've got uh, Huge Digital Marketing who says... Um, Please play the No De Hear Word for Lebanese government. One day, we might play the No De Hear Word for Nigerian government for not fixing their country. All right. Well, we've got a uh, popular request. I guess it has to happen now because, you know, someone's asked for it. I know the Hear Word. I know the Hear Word. I get coconut head. I get big ear. But I know the Hear Word. Now, Southeast Mafia on Twitter says the government is to be held accountable for that explosion. The U.S. is just trying to bully China because there are no proper um, evidence that China is collecting data from TikTok users in America. But the truth is that um, no app should be trusted, even the American app. 